Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am fresh from the Grammy Awards where I truly had so much fun. It was such an incredible night. I got to see Beyonce win a historic number of Grammys and just being in the same room, seeing her walk by, just the whole experience. Now, the topic is a little bit triggering for me because I still don't have my Renaissance tickets. For everyone that got them in the pre-sale, congratulations. So happy for you. Very jealous. My whole process for deciding what to wear for the Grammys was actually really interesting because I kind of went through this thing where like I was shopping for dresses. And here's the thing. You always shop for things, even though you already have things in your closet. I ended up wearing a beautiful Ralph Lauren collection gown, but I kind of toughened it up with some platform leather boots. And then I wore my grandmother's black cameo by Corrine Simpson. I absolutely love that piece. It's so unique. But then for the makeup, I wanted to do this gothic, glam, futuristic, smoky eye. I wanted to do that kind of like dark liner with a lighter lip inside. And I was working with an artist. I was working with a makeup artist. My girl, Bobby Riley hooked me up. She's so good. I knew I wanted to do a really interesting look, a more editorial look. You know, a lot of people really focus on just looking quote unquote good. I'm not trying to get on any best dress list. I am not a nominee. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to work with a makeup artist, I want to do something interesting. I want to serve a moment. Now, today's guest knows a lot about serving a moment. Candace Marie is just exceptional. And the reason she stands out to me, one, her kindness. She's one of the kindest, smartest people that I've come across. But also she just always delivers a full look. The hair, the hair is always amazing. And she has gorgeous, thick, long, natural hair, but she does amazing things with braids. And she takes us through her whole hair concepting in this episode, which is such a treat to hear. The hair is always amazing. The makeup, the skin, everything is like a look. And then the clothes, the fashion. She is a real, true fashion girl. I'm going to give you guys a bit of information about her background because I think her story is really inspiring. So Candace Marie is a highly sought out social media consultant and creative part-time lecturer at Parsons, teaching graduate and executive level courses on social media, as well as the founder of Black in Corporate, a much needed resource for Black individuals looking for relief, support, and guidance in their jobs. She's received so many accolades in her career. She was recently featured in the September issue of Vogue as for an unsung hero in the fashion industry. And she is just a force to be reckoned with. And she's someone that really prides herself on doing things differently and doing things with intention. I think that's one of the things as I talk to really incredibly successful people, they always have a plan. They always really carve out time to get the results that they want. And that's a theme that comes up over and over again. I walked away from this conversation so inspired to think more thoughtfully about the way that I want to self-present. But I also just got great skincare tips like the liquid exfoliation tips on this episode. Wonderful. All right, you guys are in for a treat. Let's get into my conversation with Candice. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. All right, beauties, I am joined by Candice Marie. I am so excited to have you finally on Naked Beauty. Yes, it's been a long time coming. It really has. And I've had a chance to interview you on stage for events. And we've known each other now since when? Since 2018? Which is crazy to say, like, time is flying by. Time is really flying by. And I think back then you were doing social media for Prada. And now you are very much a creator in your own right and doing so many incredible things, which we're going to get into. But, you know, I have to start at the beginning. I want to hear about how you grew up and how you got into beauty and fashion and style. Were you always into it or was it something that came later? I think it's something that definitely came 
later, maybe more defined later on. Cause like I would look in magazines and I'll say like, I'm originally from Arkansas. So you don't really have that much references when it came to like fashion and beauty. So all my references came from like editorials and magazines. So I used to hoard so many Vogue's, Teen Vogue's, Vanity Fair. I was that person who went to like the magazine shop and like wanted to find like the niche magazines, even like then like W Magazine was like a big thing, Nylon. And that's how I got my source of, you know, quote unquote, I guess, fashion. And like my first experience really seeing different from a diverse standpoint and kind of like picking up from there. Also, my aunt on my mother's side, she's a model and she used to live in New York too. And so a lot of what I aspirational of seeing her, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to move to New York one day. I want to see like travel. And she was like between LA and, and traveling internationally. And so I feel like that was maybe my introduction to beauty. So interesting you bring that up about your aunt, just because this reoccurring theme is happening on the podcast of possibility models where people talk to me about someone that they saw when they were younger doing something. And then that became clear to them that like, oh, this is possible. And it's usually like someone that's close or a family member. So that was your aunt for you. What is Arkansas like? All I know about Arkansas is that's where Bill Clinton is from. It's either Bill Clinton or Walmart. It's very slow. From a diversity standpoint, you don't really see, and you know what, I feel like things are changing, but like me, I feel like growing up there, no one really tried new things. Like from a beauty standpoint, it's just like very much straightforward. Even like me dealing with like makeup and trying different things with my hair, I didn't really feel like I started from a creativity standpoint, more so like end of high school, going into college, being more experimental. And also Arkansas falls into like the Bible Belt. So it was like very conservative as well. So anything that I thought that I wanted to do, it was like, okay, no, we can't do this until like a certain time or you're at a certain event or it has to be like very special. Or just like, you know, you're thinking, I love this beauty. Look, I'm going to wear it today. I don't, you know, care where we're going or what the moment is that's happening. So that's Arkansas in a nutshell of being very conservative. <laughs> and now you live in New York City. How many years have you been in New York City? A while now. I've been 13 years now. Wow. Every time I say like each year, I'm like, I can't believe I've been here this long and still love it. I mean, New York City is just endlessly fascinating. There are so many layers, but it's also when you think about the opposite of like, no one cares what you do in New York. Like no one even looks twice. I don't even know what you would have to do, how you'd have to walk down the street to elicit stairs because... People are really just doing the most out there thing. Their own thing. And no one's paying attention. You know, there's no judgment of other people. It's like the opposite. Were you always drawn to New York? Because, you know, I hear from people like, I always knew I wanted to live in New York. So you, you saw your aunt, but did you know that you were going to have this fabulous career in fashion? And No, not in the slightest. Like it was not planned at all. It happened to be like my... I want to say junior year in college and a friend of mine was like, hey, me and my mom are going to New York. Do you want to come? Like we're going on vacation. We'd love for you to come with us. And so at that time I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like never really thought about it. Came to New York. And where were you for college? Still in Arkansas. Okay. Undergrad. But then for grad school, I ended up coming here. That's what kind of transitioned me here. When I first like stepped foot, like being in New York and just being, I, I felt it. I was like, okay. I said, no wonder I felt weird all my life. I was like, so a lot of things clicked. I was like, okay, no wonder I felt like out of place because that's not where I should be at. Like I actually should be here. I was like, this is why I always felt weird and not like, you know, accepted back at home. And this, I just knew instantly. And when I first came, I literally started making a plan. I was like, okay, we got to make a game plan. How are we moving to New York? I'm getting out of here. As soon as college is done, we have one more year. We need to make a plan. And it was more so that and it's so interesting because she actually wanted to move to New York too. And she ended up doing like something totally different. But I was like, I was so thankful for her and her mom just to say like, come on vacation with us. Cause I would never had moved to New York if it wasn't for like that, you know, moment that was not even supposed to happen. Wow. So you start applying to grad school, but you have your master's in it's, is it in marketing or business? Something very specific. MBA. MBA. Yes. In finance. So I did undergrad in finance too. And Thankfully, for my undergraduate program at the time, one of the administrative people that I like had a very close relationship with, Black woman, I think she was over student careers, like the VP. And she was like, I actually have a connection in New York at a certain grad school. And she was like, if you want to go to, I can make sure you can transition, get there, and end up getting a full ride coming to New York. Incredible. A monthly stipend along with that, which 
in my mind, I was like, oh my, I never thought it actually was going to happen. And everything just like the cars just started like lining up of, okay, we're actually going to do this. We're actually moving. I think my mom was sad when she found I got a full ride. I never thought of a parent being sad that you got a full ride. (laughs) (laughs) No obstacles. Yes. You're actually leaving now. (laughs) You know what? As, as you're saying this, I'm thinking about, you know, you just got back from Paris. You were at Couture Week at all of these shows. You think about the power of manifestation. Yes, right. You manifest a future for yourself, but you talk about putting together a plan. And then once you take that leap, like everything falling into place, do you feel like that's been a consistent theme kind of throughout your life? Very consistent. I'm such a planner. So it's going to be a little bit OCD about certain things that I know I'm like, listen, let's create a plan. Let's Because when you create a plan, you leave room for things to happen by chance too, because everything you can't control. So I always say I control as much as I can. And then everything else I let God like handle because I'm going to do my part of like, you know, planning, orchestrating, even couture. That's a whole different situation. When I tell you, I actually booked the flight day of and left within a few hours to get to Paris so that I could make it to Schiaparelli. That was something I had never done before. So was it that you got kind of like a last minute invite and then you... So I didn't even request because I was thinking that I didn't want to go to Paris at first. I was like, you know, I'm not going to request. I'm just going to wait till... And is that the process? Yeah, take us through the process. I mean, it's Fashion Week New York now. Like, what is the process of attending shows? For me, and I said specifically going into 2023 and coming out of like even 2022... I'm so specific on the brands that I align myself with. If it's a brand that I've like, you know, built a relationship with, I actually purchase, I have immense love for the brand. Those are the brands that like I want to go and see from a show perspective. And so we narrowed it down really, like really cute and tight this uh, season. What are those brands for you? Scaparelli, probably like number one, Chanel, Number two, honestly, I said, if I go to Paris, I can do Chanel and Scaparelli and call it a day. What else do you need to see? That's we're at the top of the top of the tops. It's nothing else for me. Yeah, there's really nothing else. Okay. And then New York, we were able to cut it, you know, pretty tight to brands like Area. I've had like a long standing relationship, like even since I've been at Barney's New York, we were the, you know, one of the first like companies to pick Area up. So that was just a long-standing relationship with them. Proenza, just like loving the brand again from afar. But then now it's like, you know, from a creative standpoint, able to kind of attend the show. I know I miss things. Sergio Hudson, beautiful Black designer. I'm loving his journey and everything that he's like doing right now. And so for me, it's like, do I actually believe in the brand? Like very specific for it. But when I kind of identify the, here are the brands that I want to go to a show, it's requesting usually like either my manager or assistant will request tickets and then kind of take it from there, request dressing as well so that you can represent the brand. Most brands want you in the attire for coming to the show, especially if they need to get photographed coming in, kind of make a plan from there. And then it's become easier now. I have to say, because like once you establish a relationship with the brand, you don't really have to worry as much as you don't have the relationship but I, for people that are looking for like, what is the, you know, formula of actually getting to a show? I always say build the relationship first. Like before you're asking for something, they want to know, do you really like, do you wear the brand? Are you following the brand on social media? Even if you're not wearing the brand, one of the things that I've seen that's been so cool is a lot of fashion commentators on TikTok that do reviews. That, like maybe they can't afford Marc Jacobs. But they're reviewing the shows or talking about the history. You know, you don't even have to be able to purchase the thing to show that you're an authentic fan. You're giving such good advice, though. It's like you just have to show that you actually care about the product. Same with, you know, skincare, too. Even if you're saying like, hey, you're reaching out to the brand, be like, hey, I would love to borrow a look to create content, something like that. That's still, you know, establishing that relationship with the brand. You're doing that throughout the year. Or if you have a big event coming up, like we were talking earlier, like, oh, I'm one of the Grammys you know what, let me reach out to this brand and give them extra exposure, let them know, wear it, you know, post about it. And again, like that doesn't require you to purchase, but it still shows that you're like, okay, I'm thinking of the brand in other moments outside of the fashion, the actual fashion. Yes, yes, yes. So true. That's such good advice. Okay. So you're studying finance. You're in New York. Is Barney's the first place that you end up working for? Or was there was a road to Barney's? Uh, There was a road to Barney's. I feel like Barney's was what established my career. I'll say that. But 
specifically, like I have loved social media for such a long time. And it was interesting because then you really didn't have like specific social media jobs within luxury fashion. Like a luxury brands were a little bit slower to pick up like doing social media, even to now, like it's been like a slow road and people actually believing that you need <laughs> need social media. The struggle is so real. At the moment, I was doing editorial. So I thought I wanted to do writing, had been at different publications, been at Essence, been at Vogue, been at Lucky Magazine, been at People. And at the time, I when I realized I wanted to do social media, there wasn't really like social media editors at that time. And I was doing like a lot of like freelance work for Essence Magazine and writing articles for them at the time. And not only did you put out your article, you actually had to write your Facebook captions, you know, post for like Twitter and things like that. And they would like post it out. What ended up interesting me or like getting my attention was the traffic that was leading to the actual website based on the post. And that for me, I was like, you know what, this is something here. I feel like this is going to go somewhere. Like this is going to become like a full blown like industry. It continued to grow. And sure enough, things started to pick up. And so I started to look for specific social media jobs. And my first full like social media job was at Refinery29. I was their weekend social media editor. So you had no life on the weekends? No life on the weekends at all. <laughs> Just hunched over a... Especially during like, you know, pop culture moments, Grammys, like all that. Like The worst. It's literally no life. But for me, it was worth it because it started the process of like really doing social media and learning about each platform. At that time, I have to give it to Refinery29. They were one of the few companies that had a robust social media team. Like there was like three people on Instagram, one person on Twitter, one person on Pinterest, one person. You had like, they actually believed in each, like knowing the power of like digital and they didn't even have print, which most, you know, publications, they started off having print and they did not have print at all. But the only thing there was that I didn't like really talking about pop culture. I was miss- missing the fashion aspect of it. And so that's what led me to Barney's New York. And even that was like a beautiful story because I saw the job had been posted like over like 90 days. And by then I was like, you know, someone's probably already taken this job. But I was like, you know, what? let me just reach out, like, you know, find the hiring manager, see if they've hired someone. And she responded back so quickly to me saying, like, I would love for you to come in for an interview. Come to find out that my current boss at Refinery29 was actually best friends with her. And everything just like intertwined to work itself out. And Barney's ended up being like where I felt, I felt like I found the thing that I was looking for that I actually really loved. It was like this mix of social media, but then luxury fashion too, because I got to work with so many different like houses and see how they ran social media or see how they didn't run social media and like putting plans together and like, you know, advocating for, you know, really pushing. So Barney's was that like the one that pushed me out to this, to say specifically, okay, I love luxury fashion and I love doing social media you know, combined, essentially. Yes. And now doing it for yourself on your own terms and also empowering other Black people in the corporate space to advocate for themselves through your work with Black Incorporate is just amazing to see. And I also really just thank you for sharing your story because it just shows like you had a passion that you nurtured, you educated yourself on as you were buying those W's and Vogue's in Arkansas, right? That's all self-education. But then you put a plan together to realize your dreams to be in this place that you are now. Now, I can't have you on this podcast any longer without getting into the skin and the hair because you have the most gorgeous hair and the most gorgeous skin and it always looks good. You're always just like glowing. So we just like, we need to get into it. We have to start with the hair. I mean, you do protective styles, but then, you know, you wear your hair as well and you have, well, you should describe your hair. I always say I have this love, I'm not going to say hate. I have this struggle a lot of times with my hair because I have a lot of it. And for me, protective styles was a way for me to like not only protect my hair, but, you know, create this ease within my schedule as well. We know like our day to days can be insane. And when you're working and you're creating and you're consulting and, you know, black and corporate, it's a lot of different layers of work that you're doing. We were just talking about, I'm saying like me waking up at four or 5 a.m. and then like shutting my day down, you know, four o'clock. That's if you don't have an event, you know, the night of. So you're almost trying to find a style that can be long lasting, but something you can kind of maintain and that doesn't like damage my hair. So a lot of times my go-to is like braids. This is like probably, I would say a traditional style that I wear most times currently that I have. I love this style. How do you describe this style? It's like flat cornrows. It's like middle parted Fulani braids. Is that what they call it? It's supposed to be. Yes. And it's 
some people say tribal braids because it has a word starts on the scalp, but then comes off. And then it has like your layers. And I love this style because it lasts for so long. Like you can keep it. It takes a while to do, but it's worth it because it truly can last you three months. If you're taking care of your hair, you can still wash your hair with the braids in it. But I say this is like my go-to style because it lasts long. I feel like it's very like sleek. It's good. I can put, you know, different jewels, things like that if I want to like jazz it up. But for the most part, also I'll probably go into New York Fashion Week just like this. I'll probably change it for Paris, but New York, I'll hold on to this for a while. And I remember last Fashion Week, you added like a hot pink braid to the front, which was so cool. I love that. I I mean, I always say like I change my mind so much and I'm always trying to be like creative and find ways to be creative. I feel like beauty is probably one of maybe one of the number one ways I am able to express myself. And then hair sits at that top in regards like beauty. And so I'm always like, I always draw my styles out for my braider. So I'll like have an idea. Oh, wow. And I have to tell people that because they're like, oh my gosh, who did your braids? I'm like, they did it, but they executed what I drew out for them essentially. And so like I'll gather like inspiration. I, I even remember like this very last style that I had kind of like separated. I had did the ways before, but I sep- I wanted her to separate the pink and like have it off the scalp. Mm-hmm. And she kept telling me, she was like, it's impossible. She was like, you're going to see the black in it. And I was like, I was like, no, if you actually just do this and separate the hair. And she was like, okay. And like, we're sitting there like really testing it out as we go. And finally, when we figured it out, she's like, okay. I'm like a person where like, I'm, I'm not going to settle for it. It doesn't work. I'm like, no, we're going to figure it out. But for me, I just love to like build on top of my creativity And of course, I know it's people love it because I always see like people are able to like take it, make it into their own. Like, you know, even if they do like the exact same style, I'm like people actually really, really love, you know, the hair that I'm doing. You're on several hair inspiration boards all over Pinterest. I'm sure the saves on all of your Instagram posts are like insane. I always say my hair is like the number one save things. I always back and look like, what are they saving? They're saving the hair moment. Yes. I mean, as they should, it's so inspiring the way that you approach your hair. But I love this insight that you're sharing around drawing out exactly what you want. And, you know, for the Grammys, I was telling you, I was like, okay, I don't want to just do like a beauty look. That's like, it just make me look pretty. Like, that's kind of boring. I was like, I want to do this kind of like glam gothic vibe that has silver and has futuristic elements. So pulling those images and sharing those with the makeup artist, it's almost like you're treating yourself as like a, like not like a campaign image, but you're basically creating a mood board for your look. It's very much a lot of times us starting from scratch on what that looks like. I used to actually have, for Fashion Week, I used to physically create mood boards. Ever since like Barney's days, like I'm thinking, okay, I like to stay on theme. I remember one year I was like, okay, I want to do like monochromatic. Like I want to keep it very like, you know, same color from head to toe. And I will actually like gather mood boards. But I remember Barney's having like the most, the largest mood board hour. My assistant would place like, okay, we're doing these looks where this is how this photographs. This is how this looks. And so for my hair, I do the exact same thing of thinking, okay, what do I want? Usually for New York, I'm a little bit more casual, but then I want to do over the top for Paris just naturally. But I always want to make sure I'm like, how do I do it where I, I don't feel like people like I've never seen that before. Even the last style I have, that was probably... I was even backstage because I did some consulting for a client for Off-White. And I was with the hair, like everyone that was hairstyles, everyone kept coming up to me like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. I was like, because you haven't seen it before I drew it. And so I was like, most times you're going to be like, I've never seen, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the point. I, I want to push myself from a creativity standpoint to kind of push those boundaries. And I always say, if you actually sit with yourself and think of like different ideas you'd be surprised what your mind can come up with and create. Yes. So let's say you're invited to, I'm going to pick something that's more common for people listening. Like you're invited to a black tie event. Maybe you're invited to a wedding and you want a concept. And this is you, I'm asking you as Candace. You're invited to a wedding somewhere. Let's just say it's like in an indoor, beautiful ballroom. Where do you start with like putting together your look? Do you start with the makeup? Do you start with the hair? Do you start with the color choice? Like how do you put together a look that feels like you? I usually do start with the hair. I build everything like around the hair because I feel like the hair will set the tone for what kind of look that I need to get and what actually is going to make sense for the hair. So if I have like very long hair, I want to make sure like, you know, you can actually see the hair. 
do I not bring a strong print into it? Even when I did like monochromatic look, I remember like for the first time doing braids that were off the scalp. And so when I had told the braid, I was like, oh, I wanted to start and go off. For me, I was like, I felt like it might be competing with a new style so strong as far as like the looks. So I was like, okay, I want the look to be monochromatic. So you still can take in the hair, you can still take in the look and they're not really fighting each other essentially here versus like a print that might like be distracting. You really might not be able to take it in. I feel like I always start with the hair and then build down to the look. My makeup and beauty probably comes last where it's more so now let me look at how the hair is, you know, fit it. Let me see how the, you know, the look and then whether it's like a color or a color that I'm pulling from my hair. Because if I have like a very like distinct color in my hair, I'm going to try to stay on theme with the beauty being like that same color. Maybe the look, maybe depending on what it is being the same color. But I, I always start with the hair. Yes. Okay. I, that makes sense to me. And when you're caring for your hair in between protective styles, what products do you find you go towards? Like, do you have a favorite deep conditioner? So Brown Butter Beauty, hands down. Oh, I don't know this brand. Brown Butter Beauty, Black owned, New York based. When I say hands down, the best detangling conditioner you will ever find. My hair is so thick and finding something that actually detangles my hair is like Brown Butter Beauty. Okay. That's like holy grail. I said holy grail when it comes to like black hair for me. What else do we have? Oh, so because I have a lot of times like I'm keeping braids in for quite some time and I let's say I haven't had time to actually wash my hair. I'm going to slaughter this name, but it's like a co-wash that I use and it's like this mint co-wash that like makes your braids feel like so refreshed. It cleans your scalp so easily. I might have to send it to you afterward. I'm like trying to search for it. But it's called like Taj or Taja, T-A-J-I-A-H. You know what I'm talking about? Is it T-G-I-N Naturals? No. Ah. And I grabbed my uh, facial beauty products. Okay. So I knew like how to spell those. But this one, I have to give that one to you because that that actually, when I'm going long stints and I haven't had time to wash my hair, it's so easy. You literally just like, it's like a gel you put on the scalp and literally take like a damp cloth and like just clean it. And it it's really good. What do you use for laying down your edges? I can switch between things. Right now, if I'm creating, let me change this. So if I'm creating edges versus laying down. So if I'm like doing like a swoop or things like that, I will use like a gorilla, like glue type of thing. Okay. Like the yellow. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I think it's called Gorilla Snot Gel, right? There's one that's called Gorilla Snot Gel too. Same line. One is a little bit more firm than the other. But I'll use it if I want the edges to go, like if I'm doing creating edges and I don't need them to go anywhere. For this, if I'm just like laying it down, like I can use just like, you know, a normal wax that you probably would get from like a store. I think the trick for me is making sure you put a foam over the wax so that it doesn't like become this oil like and it actually stays for a long period of time. You do like a foam, put the like lay down like the wax, put the scarf on, lay like maybe like 30 minutes. I usually do it right before, like I'm about to head out. Most times I'll actually wear it into the car. Scarf is down until like events. Then I take the scarf off, like right before like getting out. So yeah. Yeah. And foam, like that like mousse type foam is also really good for just laying down flyaways at the top of your braids. Like I always forget about that. I need to buy some more mousse for that. I go through it so quickly because I use it so much. I know. Okay. And now the skin. What are your favorite just beauty products, but also what's the skincare routine? It's so funny because now I have like Aliyun on a skincare routine. <laughs> you know what? We have to get our partners. It's a love language it is. and I love it. But he also has beautiful skin. He does. And I feel like a lot of times most people do have it. It's most so finding the products that work for you and consistently being consistent each time with the product. Most times people are not consistent. But you'll find that consistency will take you a long way with like beauty products. For, I always say like, this is one of my holy girls, Murad. Have you heard of Intensive C? They have like this Intensive C Radiance Peel. Oh, yes. It's in the orange and white like package. Yes. Yes. And then they discontinued it. Oh, no. But that's okay because you can order from Canada. And that's what I've been doing. Wow. <laughs> Canada Murad is still, uh, or shops are still, they still have it. So I just ordered from there. But when I tell you from an acne, like adult acne, it takes it away. I remember walking to the floor, like trying to find something that 
would take away adult acne. And one of the guys he was selling, I was like, I need something that's going to clear my acne. He was like, I have the perfect product for you. And he was like, it's this. He said, but it's going to tell you to put it on for 10 minutes, wipe it off. He said, no, put it on and leave it on the entire night and wash it off the next morning. And he was definitely right. You know what? I feel like a lot of times the products, they're trying to get you to go through the products essentially. And I understand that. But I feel like that's such a Black thing where we're like, we don't listen to the instructions. We're like, no, actually, we're going to leave it all night. If I stop using it, I can tell the difference between like my skin. Really? Wow. Like what gives my glowiness and doingness, like it's that product for sure. I feel like I got some real insider exclusive tea on this product. So I would say though, for people that are curious to try it, patch test first, because if you have sensitive skin, leaving it on overnight could, you know, so just do a little test first, but okay. Love that. I will say this, you actually, and I agree with that. When you first start off using it, when I first started using it, I had to gradually build up to being able to use it the entire night. Even if I go a long time without using it, I come back to it. I have to do that over again because my skin is getting adjusted to that. So yes, I agree with that. A newer product, but something that was like, oh, this has been working. Alpha. Have you heard of this brand? No. So it's this, they sent it to me. It's called Liquid Gold Midnight Reboot Serum. Hey, what's in it? Mm. I'm going to look it up. Okay. I was like 14% glycolic acid. Ooh, so it's an exfoliate. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be used, you know, at nighttime. You only, I think it's like every other day. And this is one of those products you have to work up your way to using because it's very strong. But when I say the skin is skidding, like these are one of those things where like, I know that I'm like, do you have any red carpet moments? You're going to be like getting shot a lot. Like that's when I like amp it up. Like when I know like fashioning time is coming, I'm like, okay, I need a little bit more care. I want a little bit more radiance. This is something that I use. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking now. It's only $22 on Sephora. It's an AHA glycolic acid. It's good for dark spots. It's good for dullness and uneven texture. And it's also a clean at Sephora certified, but basically it just improves tone and texture. Okay. So it's a liquid exfoliating glycolic acid. Yes. And it's the liquid gold midnight reboot serum. Wow. Okay. From Alpha. And then Hyper, Hyper Skin. Like I love their products. Like I remember talking to like one of the women that work there and they have like the aha mask. Like I'm always trying to find like a mask that, you know, during the wintertime, especially in New York, you're like trying to put moisture back into your skin. I feel like I'm putting a lot of, I layer when it comes to moisture regarding like being outside just because my skin tends to dry out, especially like around like the neckline, ears, like forehead. So that helps with like that you know, I feel like dead skin and things like that of me like drying out, especially I would say like before you put on makeup, you want to make sure that skin is like right first because like that sets the tone and found it sets the tone and foundation so that you can put on foundation. <laughs> yes. Which sunscreens do you like? I feel like everyone says this. Um, why am I spacing out on the most like popular one? Super goop. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I love super goop. It's so light. Other sunscreens make it feel like I can tell. This one's perfect. And it's perfect before my makeup too. I don't feel like I have any hindrance with putting on makeup. It's almost like a primer to me. It is. I mean, yeah, the Unseen sunscreen, their clear one is definitely like, it's like a pore smoothing primer and a sunscreen. Like what more could you want before putting on makeup? And I've tried a lot of sunscreens and I was like, that one was like gold, essentially. It is. It is really good. Are there any makeup products that you've tried? I just went into Sephora recently to try the new Makeup by Mario foundation and I was not impressed. I know a lot of people like love it and think it's just incredible. And I was like, doesn't work for me. Different things work for different people. Is there any new makeup product you've tried lately that you're excited about? I just got some products in Gucci sent me. So I had tried the lipstick the other day, which I loved. I actually wore it to an event. And I, I'm finally, like, I'm trying to like be more, not creative, like just as much as I'm creative with my hair, that's something I said, I wanted to be more creative, like with the beauty aspect of things, or at least consistently, because I love a good, like natural be like brush the eyebrows up, do a little bit under eye, give a little blush. You're good to go. Like, I'm like, okay, but I'm trying to like be a little bit more. So I like a, they have like a bold lip, like a darker, like vampy lip that I did the other day. Any other newer beauty products? I don't think I have at the moment. And I'm such a big person too, though. Once I find my product, unless like my makeup person putting it on, like my makeup artist puts it on me, that's probably. But finding new makeup, I'm probably not doing it myself. It's the makeup artist that's doing it. Yeah. But that, you know what? That's a good source to put you on to new things. Agree. Yes. 
And now you have me thinking too. Yeah. Well, my makeup artist just used the new Danessa Myricks foundation on me. And I was like, this is incredible. Oh, you know what's incredible that I just thought, have you heard of the brand O-O-H exclamation point? I haven't. That is a new brand. They sent me products and I was wowed by the eyebrow gel. I'm a big like clear eyebrow gel. When I say like it freezes everything into place, because I always say I can tell like if I like a makeup artist based on their eyebrows. I feel like that's the first thing I look at is someone's eyebrows. I'm like, are they not even perfectly? It's just like it's something that's a technique that people can get where it looks like very natural. It looks very even if you want to go overboard, they can do it. But this eyebrow gel and it's called it's like OH exclamation point, very smaller brand. But they sent me a few items, but that was I was in a rush. You know, when you run out of something, you're like, I'm gonna try one of the things that someone has given me. I was very I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is actually really good. Wow. Okay. I'm going to have to check out. Oh, I didn't. I haven't heard of that brand. But yeah, I feel like I know much more about skincare than makeup brands because I feel like, I don't know, makeup, I don't want to have too much of it. I want to have like a very small select group of makeup and then skincare. I feel like I can have like three different moisturizers, but I don't want to have like three different foundations at any given time. Same. And also, I feel like I don't put on makeup unless I'm going to an event. Yes. Most days I'm not putting makeup. I'm doing my skincare and I'm and that's it. Like I'm not really putting on makeup. But if it is makeup, it's literally like an under eye, maybe a blush, brush up the eyebrows. Like maybe, and that's really it. Yeah. I mean, I'm wearing a sunscreen with such a bad white cast, like a heavy mineral sunscreen because I was working outside all morning and I was like, this LA sun and my skin are not going to fight. So I'm just going to do a mineral sunscreen and that's fine. Like that's all I need for today. Just keep the skin protected. We did talk earlier about like decluttering, making sure that you have space for the things that you love. Like you don't have a closet that's like overrun with things. So I really, I don't want to encourage people to like go out and buy new things for spring, but I do want to get your perspective on like wardrobe updates or things that you just feel like for this upcoming season. I mean, you get to see all of the runway shows. I'm sure you're about to go to a bunch of uh, shows for New York Fashion Week, but like, what are things that we can do to kind of like update our wardrobe this season? You know what? I always say like, just how I created mood boards, a lot of times what you are looking for, it's in your closet. So one thing you have to remember that when you're seeing it come down the runway, most times a stylist has touched it, even though that's like, you know, hey, this is designer's clothing. They created this. A stylist is also there taking the pieces that the, you know, the designer has created and putting different things together. Such a good point. Cause there are some shows that are just so well styled. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of like who comes, like, I think the row comes to mind for me, but it's like, it's not just the individual jacket. It's the way that it's all put together, but you have those pieces to just reference the styling. Such a great tip. It's also looking like if you're like trying to recreate, you know, a moment and not, you're like, hey, I want to not purchase anything. And I, I really am big on using what's in your closet. Like it's a lot of times you have it. So it's like, okay, let me see. Let me take a moment where like, oh, I see that they did like an A-line skirt. They did like a baggier sweater with that. Most times you probably have like, you know, that baggy sweater in your closet. You have that A-line skirt. Oh, they put some pumps with it that were bright and colorful. Oh, I don't have that, but I have like a pump that might, you know, work. It's almost essentially looking at that and trying to, you know, recreate that style moment where you don't even have to really necessarily go out and purchase something to, you know, I always say like refresh your wardrobe or refresh that look or wear it in a different way. I think a lot of times if we, we find a way to wear something, we kind of stick to it and we don't really change it up. Allian is big on, I'll say Allian's my partner for the people who are like, who is that? Yes, her beautiful model partner. And they're, you guys are just such a beautiful, stunning couple together. Oh, thank you. And he's the nicest guy also, I should say that too. He's so sweet. He's big on having moments throughout the session. We know we have like things to be at. He always call like styling out sessions where you're li- we're literally going in our closet. We're trying to get on like, okay, we're going to wear this. We can put it to the side. And, you know, I think also it's so funny because it reminds me of growing up. My mom was big on that of we're getting our clothes out for the week to go to school. And we always had like things kind of prepared so that the ease of your week is easier and it's easier for her. So it kind of reminds me that when Allie was like, oh, we need to do this. I was like, that's something my mom would do. Oh my God. I feel like that's a dream to be able to do that with your partner. I feel like if I told my husband we're doing a styling session, he would like... No, thank you. But you know what's funny? I try to push it on. I'm like, babe, can you just get it out for me? Just go pick it out. And then I'll 
put it on. <laughs> but that's amazing that he has that eye for fashion that he could even do that. So yeah, I love the idea of like planning outfits in advance. What are some of your favorite like go-to outfit combos? Like, you know, it's always going to deliver and always going to be a look. You will always, and I feel like my style is very much like I love as crazy as not, maybe the word's not crazy, as eclectic as my hair might be. A lot of times my silhouette is very classic. I feel like even if it is an over-the-top scaparelli, my foundation is usually like a suit, a good like, you know, structured coat. But for me, like my go-tos are like those suits I have in my closet where I love where it's like, okay, how do I take something as classic as a black suit and add like my oomph on to it? One of my favorite pieces in my closet right now, it's like this black suit. But it's like, if you come up close, it's like shimmery and it has like a cute like bell bottom and it has like a deep V and it's so flattering. And for me, it's easy or you don't have to really think about like, okay, I need to put on something that's chic really quick. This is like a go-to suit for me. Like, so I have like a section of like so many different suits that I have that could be an off the sh- shoulder suit. It could be something that's like, like more of like the turtleneck, but I always thought that that's like my staple and foundation where like, I know it's easy and quick that I can get to. It's a good pairing. You can interchange the shirts out, jewelry, hair. But I find that like, I started looking back and going and looking like a lot of the street styles and things I wear. Like, even if it's like a little bit shifted, Scaparelli was, it's always been like suiting foundation for me. Even like the team knows, even like area, like the thing that I'm like wearing, it's like very much their brand, but it's in suiting like attire. I don't know. I love a good suit. I think that's amazing. And people talk so often about women finding the perfect little black dress, but I think it is so worth investing in like a perfect suit. Like if you just have that go-to suit that you know you can dress up, you can dress down, like that's gold. And then playing with everything else, shoes, accessories, hair, makeup. I feel like that adds like that extra layer to it. I always say if I can find a suit with an extra, something that makes it like jazzy, then you're like, okay, this piece, I want this. Yes, yes. Now, I do want to hear what you're excited about in terms of just building, whether it's your work with Black and Corporate or your personal brand and your kind of career as a creator now. What are you excited about this year or in the years to come? You know, what's so funny. And I think it's because I have a foundation in this. So probably the consulting part. That for me, like I feel like the clients that I'm able to work with are so diverse. Right now, it's more so on the tech side too as well. I feel like it's a muscle that I'm strengthening. So, you know, I've done social media more so specifically within fashion. And right now, I'm like exploring other areas. Like what is it to do social media and tech? Like what is it to do social media from an entertainment perspective? You know, working with like different celebrities. What does it look like from a beauty perspective? perspective more specifically. And for me, I feel like I'm exercising different muscles when it comes to even like the teaching aspects. I've been something I've been working on was building on the masterclass that I did at Masterclass for Meta last year, end of last year for their Black Creators Day. For me, I'm like building on that where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm finding that me and the educational piece and showing other brands like, you know, what that looks like from an innovative standpoint, what social media, where it's going, that excites me. Because that is the beauty of social media. It continues to change and looks different. And I think you can honestly create how you want to create in a way that you want to create too. I agree. I compare it to my hair. Just how as creative as I want to be with my hair, that's how I go into from a creative standpoint. When it comes to my personal social media, I try to be like, I'm really pushing myself this year to be like, Again, my goal is for you to say, I've never seen that before. I never thought of that before. But you like something. It pushes you from a mindset perspective to say like, hey, you can post more than just this one thing. You can see fashion through so many different lens and just trying new things. I find that that's like, again, the beauty of social media, you don't really have to stay in this one box of what it looks like. It can look so different. It can be so diverse and everyone can use it. It's not just for one type of person or company. Yes. It's one of the most like democratic tools we have for building a career for yourself. And I do love this emphasis on pushing yourself and doing new things. And I think one of the things that you talked about in your masterclass that really stuck with me is doing that independent of like count or engagement rate, right? Like if you feel good about the content and you feel like it represents you and it's work that you're proud of, like that's the goal. I have to remind myself that's the bottom line for anything that I do. If I love it, and I am proud of it, 
that's essentially the scale for me. You know, I am my own scale when it comes to, do you like it? Were you proud of it? Did you work, you know, to make that? And people, you know, certain people will see it and certain people won't, but it's, it's okay. It's all right. I feel like at the end of the day, when you come back and I look at something, I want to get to the point where I don't have to. And I feel like maybe we do this, like, you know, you become a different person. You might archive something from a social media perspective, or you're like, I used to be this person and I'm ever evolving. I want to be someone that's like ever evolving and changing and really tapping into like, okay, this is what I did from a creative standpoint, but I want to go back and look at the work that I've done and say like, oh, I'm, I'm proud of that. Like that was like, that was phenomenal. Like that was amazing. Yes. I think that's so inspiring and so important for people to hear that they can have that flexibility. Final two questions for you. What do you do for self-care, like to relax? I know you start your days at four or five o'clock in the morning, which is like, wow. But when you really want to like unwind and relax, what is your go-to activity? Probably spending time with Ali Yoon. I feel like we are able to like have like this good balance, you know, between each other of just, he always says like, it's funny that we talk about like our love languages. And for me, it's just like, if we're spending time with each other, we don't even have to be talking. We're just like chilling out, relaxing. It kind of takes me away from like the work aspect of it. Cause I feel like my mind can constantly be like racing or coming up with ideas and I'm thinking and I'm like the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. It helps ground me in a sense and it helps me just pause for a moment just when we're together. It's just like a breather. How do you all spend quality time together? Is it like a Netflix and chill? Like, are you guys like watching something together? Are you both just like, hanging out in the living room, like on your phones, talking about funny stuff you saw on social media. Like what does that downtime with your partner look like? It's very much relaxing. It could be like just cuddling, laying on the couch. He'll be on his phone. I'll just be like sitting there just thinking, cooking. Like a lot of times it's like us eating. It's like eating is such a love language for me. (laughs) Where I'm like, listen, where are we going? Where like food wise, travel is like, I feel like the more just being together, like both of our schedules being like crazy for traveling. Like that's something new. I feel like we're trying to tap into of just being away and discovering new places too. He knows my love for <laughs> So I'm very much stickling about like what hotel are we staying at? Like, again, it's like the planning in me where I'm like, we're going to say this, we're going to do this activity, we're going to rest. And I feel like he's getting more involved in like how we plan those things out. And he's like, oh, I already know how Candace is. Like, she's going to be very stickler for, we're here, we're doing this. But it's, he knows like, I love it. He'll like take the time to be like, oh, I planned us a massage. Like while we're here, I've I've done this where we're going to do relaxing or something. Like he bought me a gift and I was like very shocked, even though like for me, because it's like a different, our love languages are different. But it's just like taking the moment that we have and like just enjoying each other. And it's so nice to have a partner that you can relax with. You know, people are in toxic relationships that cause them stress and have their nerves all rattled. And it's like the person that you choose to partner with, that should be, I don't know, a place of like filling up your battery. You know, you should feel recharged after spending time with your partner, not like depleted or drained at all. I even say that's probably from a beauty perspective, even where for me, I'm like, I'm usually in like a big t-shirt, hair is like wrapped all the time, big glasses because I wear contacts and glasses. But for me, it's just like, it's just nice to chill and like to separate the work from, because like I feel like we go, go, go all the time, but it's nice to just have some downtime and not have to think, you know, it's just like you just have natural conversation, just chatting. Oh, I've got him into watching Sex in the City. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite shows to watch with Umut because his commentary is always hilarious to me. My husband's a big Samantha fan, which is like, LOL, no surprise. From a clothing perspective, he's like, she, he's like, a clothing. He was like, even Miranda, he's like, he's like, but I think Miranda has the best clothing for him. He's like analyzing every single thing that they're wearing, that they're wearing. That's something, you know, that I've gotten him into now. I love that. And my final question is, when do you feel most beautiful? I feel most beautiful. It's probably, this is funny because I kind of was just saying this. Literally, it's like no makeup, no whatever. I could be just like totally like hair not done, whatever. Ali, you could care less. He's just like, babe, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I look ugly right now. He's like, no, he's like, no, you're beautiful. And for me, I'm like, oh, like he'll just say it in moments where like, I'm not really thinking about it. And of course, like all of the, you know, anybody else can say it. And you're just like, okay. But for him, he like sees me at like nothing, if that makes sense. He sees me, it's not the makeup done. It's not the hair done. It's like, you know, literally like being sweatpants and 
He's just like, you're beautiful. And so that's probably when I feel the most beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, I hope you guys have fun plans for Valentine's Day. Such a sweet couple. I asked him, I was like, are we doing Valentine's Day? He's like, do you want to do Valentine's Day? <laughs> you know what? Those are, Valentine's Day is a great night actually to stay in and just cook. You know, you go to a restaurant, it's all tables of two. It's like kind of awkward, you know? Well, I don't think we, and usually, of course, like fashion week time falls during Valentine's Day. If I'm not mistaken, last year, I think we like set aside like the following weekend to like celebrate Valentine's Day. Because for me, I'm not a person that has to do something. It's more so an excuse to be like to hang out again. Yeah. That could be. Exactly. Exactly. That's so sweet. Well, thank you so much, Candice, for sharing your story. I will link to one, all of the fabulous products that you put us on to, as well as where people can find you and your work and get to know a little bit more about you. I mean, people are listening and not following already. Like just get it together. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yes. So fun talking to you. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So that was my conversation with Candace. She's just incredible. From buying Vogue in Arkansas to attending the Scaparelli Couture Show in Paris. I mean, it's just incredible what she has been able to accomplish and what she continues to do. Such a treat talking to her. And I hope that you guys were as inspired as I am. So many exciting, inspiring women joining me on the podcast. I had a chance to speak to Melissa Butler. You know her as the CEO and founder of The Lip Bar. Just an incredible entrepreneur and hearing her story and why she was really passionate also about getting into skincare, starting with cosmetics and how everyone's in skincare now, but how she's trying to differentiate. And then I also got to speak to a cosmetic dermatologist who's based in the UK, Dr. Awoma, who's based in the UK, and we get into fillers and Botox and all of those good things. So lots of exciting episodes coming up. Make sure you're subscribed if you're not subscribed. Naked Beauty, wherever you listen to podcasts, new episodes, every Monday. Thank you all so much for listening and for your support. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.